Welcome to the Kingdom Community Show. It's time for revival, revival, reformation, reformation, and kingdom advancement. Now, here's Glenn Blakeney. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Community Show. My name is Glenn Blakeney. Part two of my interview with Leila Nahavandi. We continue on our discussion on the retro future of the church. In other words, what is the church going to look like in the next 10 to 20 years as it's being shaped by millennials and Gen Z and all that is happening in the world and our culture today? Guys, this is an exciting interview and uh, really, please don't be discouraged. Stay in tune with the Holy Spirit and watch what's happening. Jesus is moving. The Holy Spirit is being poured out. This is a time of great reformation, perhaps like no other time in history. We're moving in the direction the Lord wills, and we're going to see the end time harvest come in. God bless you guys as you listen to part two of my interview with Layla Nahabandi. So the retro future of the church, that's an expression mm-hmm. that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, that is is where we're headed. So we're going back mm-hmm. to move forward mm-hmm. in a sense. And, and that's where we're headed. I mean, we are working with different leaders, emerging leaders, um, mm-hmm. certain places in the world where there's really awesome. a deep hunger to mm-hmm. pray, to connect with yeah. God, experience His Beautiful. glorious presence, His power. And mm-hmm. as you said, to see um, really believers mobilized to mm-hmm. you know, do ministry. Yes. For mm-hmm. me, what I believe, and this is a big part of what we are advocating mm-hmm. in this season in particular, is mm-hmm. when you talk about the ascension gifts, the fivefold ministry in Ephesians mm-hmm. 4 11. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times what's happened, particularly with my generation, everybody, you know, there, everyone was a pastor. And then in certain mm-hmm. demographics, you're a bishop, certain ecclesiastical, mm-hmm. um, yes. you know, structures or whatever. Um, then and then now it's kind of like you're an apostle or you're a prophet. And, mm-hmm. and that's more in the culture where titles are, are valued. Yes. But um, but yet. You know, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, and <laughs> it's still a duck, right? Yeah. And, and nothing has changed in many respects. And, yeah. and so for me, this is what I feel. And I love for you to give your feedback mm. on this. Um, the part that starts in verse 12, which says mm. to equip the saints for the work of ministry, yes. the building up the body yeah. of Christ, you know, it talks about the fullness mm. of the stature of Jesus and each part of the body activated so in other words mm. we've affirmed apostles and prophets and that's good mm. we we need to recognize the current um you know uh, relevance but um we also mm. have to move beyond that and f- see the mm. function not just the affirmation but the function totally. of that to equip so that all of the believers so yeah. shifting from the you know from this passive kind of mode mm. where you go to church to where you become mm. the church and, absolutely and and so yeah so that's just a few thoughts but love to hear you mm. unpack that further yeah i love um i love the idea that you brought into the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry i think um 
and what I had seen growing up, say, from the prophetic ministry or the teaching ministry or different things like this, you know, if you get a prophet in, they'll do a prophetic service and, you know, the prophet will come and prophesy over, you know, 10, 15, 20 people in the service and that will be, you know, the box that we put the prophet in and the same mm-hmm. teacher, you know, the teacher will teach, you know, if we do some courses at church, they'll teach in the Bible college and that's what the teacher will do. And so the boxes that we've put people in uh, when it comes to the fivefold, I think need to expand, um, as you mentioned, in terms of their function throughout the body of Christ to equip the saints. And so I think moving from that you know, the prophet comes and just prophesies on stage to 10 people into, you know, the prophet's role is to really, you know, call out the giftings on people and to see things before they're there and to bring, you know, direction and vision and different things like that. If we start having the prophets involved in, you know, mentoring people and leading people and having conversations with, you know, all these different people within the church and, you know, leadership teams and different things like that, then you get that prophetic equipping, prophetic influence all all the way throughout the church, permeating the church rather than just having them doing, you know, a, a pro- prophetic um, concert for us, you know, in, in one service. Um, so, yeah, I think it's super important for us to have the fivefold, not just in token only in a token mm. position for what they might be, you know, known for in that category and to say, okay, you can do this and you can do this. But actually the way we're building the church is on, you know, leadership and CEOs and different things like yep. that. I think when we actually get all of these different giftings and, and these gifts of Jesus to the church actually immersed in the church structure and immersed within the people, um, I think they start to overflow as as they're living in, in that church structure and they're ministering to people and they're um, developing people, mentoring people, discipling people, that starts to have an effect where your church is brought into the fullness of maturity um, as it talks about in that passage as well. So, um, yeah, I think moving away from just a token, um, a token style acknowledgement of those offices more so to the function and recognizing what does that function look like structurally which I know that you work with churches to do Pastor Glenn um, and and really unpacking that I think is very important for moving forward in that space. Wow so good thank you yeah that's awesome now I mean this is kind of a, a question that just came to mind I'm like if you were to start a church, if you were going to go to a particular city, you know, the Lord called you to go there and you're going to start a, a local church, a community, whatever, um, you know, you want to call it. Um, what would it look like? What would my church look like? Oh, yeah. that's a great question. Um, I don't have any, any any vision to start a church at the moment. but okay. um, So, I, so I mean, let me let me just rephrase that then. Okay, so... Um, rather than what would it look like your church if you were the pastor but if in order to be effective really mm. and and to yeah. reach you know mm. younger millennials gen z mm. what would be kind of the elements what would that look mm. like what do you think would we yeah. need to do today i mean teach yeah. teach the old dog new tricks <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if I, I have anything to teach but um yeah i think some key elements for me would be you know a, a strong team whether that's you know two or three people mm. um a group of people that we're sending out or we're being sent out from somewhere together so i wouldn't just do it with no covering i would obviously have you know apostle that i'm connected with and 
that we're being sent out of this place. We're going together. We're doing it. You know, Jesus sent out his disciples two by two. You know, they went as teams and they went and they ministered together. So I'd go with uh, a team um, and I'd start in prayer probably just praying over um, that city, that place, wherever we've been put, and then go from there. The prayer um, aspect, then I would start, you know, releasing the evangel- whoever the evangelist is on our team. We, we really start to get them equipping us to then reach that culture, that people group, um, just actually starting to, you know, share the gospel with people, um, get something happening in that space, working out how we can evangelize that community. Uh, and then I think from there, yes, yeah, start to um, just have small gatherings of, of praise and worship and the word and obviously all, all of those key elements that we see in the early church in the Acts model, um, I'd probably build from there. But, yeah, covering, prayer, um, fivefold, I think all of those things would be essential for me. Yeah, evangelism. Um, yeah. Yeah, so discipleship. Um, mm. Let's talk about discipleship a bit. I mean. Yeah. What does that look like to you? Yeah, I think for me, the model is Jesus, (laughs) you know, Jesus and his disciples. I think there's no greater model. Uh, And I think um, it looks like doing life with people. Mm. I think it looks like uh, having, you know, spiritual mothers and fathers, um, raising sons and daughters in the faith. Um, Yeah, I think it's Paul, what Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. It's, you know, having people that you can follow and people that are following you. I think it looks like Paul and Timothy and Titus. It looks like, you know, submission in terms of the the person being discipled um, and and honour and respect and um, a a desire to follow from them. And then it also looks like um, a desire to follow Jesus from from the person discipling. Um, But, yeah, I just love the the model of Jesus and the model of Paul. I think um, it for me, it's it's coming across like I'm really bitter about the whole business model of church, but I really, I really don't like the way that we've sort of come into this space where we have this, you know, the pastor of of a mega church, and they, you know, are, are the preacher on the stage, and you know, people come and they consume a service once a week, and yeah. you know, put my kids in kids church and whatever. I just don't think that's what discipleship actually looks like. It looks like, you know, the pastor being in the community, whoever that is. Obviously, if it's a mega church, it can be scaled down. You have many pastors. But right. actually like building the lives of the believers and actually leading and guiding them into um, spiritual maturity and whatever that looks like and then empowering and equipping believers to go and do the same to make disciples and fulfill that great commission so yeah I think when we look at Jesus we see such an incredible model of the way that he just walked talked lived um, with the disciples and taught them uh, every single day um, how they can follow him in the ways of God and how they can then disciple others the Kingdom Community Show will be back after this short break. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. The Kingdom Community is unique in that we are not seeking to build a denomination or religious organization. Our aim is to promote the Lord Jesus Christ, equip His body, and advance the kingdom to the nations of the world. To learn more about us and how we can help you, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Again, our website is kingdomcommunity.global. Sign up 
to become a member today. If you love the Kingdom Community Show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Now, back to the show. With what's happening in the world right now, you know, Mm -hmm. there's this aversion, widespread aversion toward institutional church. We've got Mm. the nuns and the duns, you know, (laughs) the nuns are those who are um, no longer affiliated with institutional or organized Mm. religion, church, AKA church. Um, They love Jesus and many of them, Mm. but they just don't want to be part of the institutional church. Then we have the, we have the, you know, the, the duns, right. And, and basically that overlaps. So you've got the wolves who are like, I'm done with church. So Mm. for me, um, the whole aspect of church obviously is Jesus that I will build my church. So we, we have to value the church. You know, I'm one of the, I'm not sure who it was. It was Polycarp or something made a statement years ago about basically, even though the church may be a harlot, she's still the mother. And, mm. and uh, that's strong. I get it. But ultimately, mm. we, we look at the church and we go, okay, there's a lot of issues in the church. And then you referred to, for example, mm. the whole business model, um, mm. which the church was never meant to be mm. that. Obviously, it's meant to be a family. Um, mm. But in terms of people connecting with the church, which is the body of Christ, mm-hmm. community, um, all of that. How do we redeem mm-hmm. kind of the negative experiences and somewhat mm-hmm. justified stereotypes? How do we redeem that today? You know, I mean, how do we mm-hmm. connect with those who are the, the nuns and the duns? Let's just put it that yeah. way. Mm. To be honest, I think it's one-on-one. I think it's personal connection. I think um, from different studies and stuff that I've come across, Mm. um, they've said that people's perception of church can be changed uh, basically by having a friend like yourself or myself who actually gives them a clear picture of what it means to be a Christian. And so um, if they're engaging with you and you're sharing the gospel with them and you're living, you know, a righteous life and you're living a life to to really glorify Jesus and to reach them, um, it will change their perception of what the church is. Um, So you are the hands and feet of Jesus. And so I think people can have an idea of what it might look like, but we actually can change their perception um, by coming into their world and by doing what Jesus said, by going into all the world and reaching them, you know, making disciples, um, sharing the gospel with these people and showing them um, that Jesus is is the light of the world in us. Um, right. So, yeah, so uh, for me, like when I encounter people who are like, you know, so off church, so done with church and different things like that, I, I love having those sorts of conversations. I had um, one of my 
uh, people that I go to see, like he's my dentist. Um, he was someone who, you know, left church ages ago and uh, I went in and, and basically saw him, had no idea that he had ever been in church. And um, he started asking me about my PhD and what I was doing. And then uh, by the end of that conversation, he said, oh, do you mind if I come to, to check out your church? Can I have, wow. a, you know, can I have, and now he's plugged into our church. He's part of a life group. He's, wow. you know, loving awesome. Jesus. God's changed and transformed his life. Uh, but he was definitely in that category of like completely done with church, completely done with, you know, religion, all that sort of stuff. I, I believe in God, but I don't want anything to do with the church. Wow. And really now is, you know, God's totally changed his whole perception. So I think, yeah, we shouldn't be turned off by that. We shouldn't be um, scared of that. I think we should actually just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and to minister to people through us to see, you know, the picture of what, what the true church is actually like. So good. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, very, very well said. And what a powerful testimony you just shared about the dentist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. If you could do it all over again, meaning, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, step into um, ministry mm -hmm. and, you know, just, is there anything that you would do differently? Yeah. If so, what would that be? Mm, okay, yeah. Not, not just what you're doing now, but the preparation part, the, yeah. I mean, what, what have you learned? You've, there's got to be something. Mm. Oh, I think there would be so many things that I, that are, so many areas where I've made mistakes. Um, but I think that's the beauty of, of discipleship and growing in ministry. I think if someone's not making any mistakes, obviously they're probably not doing anything or they're probably right. not doing much. Right. Um, yeah, I think um, for me, the, the part where I've sort of had to grow the most um, is in confidence in leadership. I think uh, my my personal default would be to be like a Gideon, like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, I can't do that. I can't do this. And sort of God has to sort of push me into, you know, opportunities and different things like that. So um, I think, yeah, I, I, somewhere along the way, obviously, I did, I did learn that. But uh, yeah. I think, yeah, just getting around people who could have just, you know, built my confidence sooner and different things like that and really called out um, those things in me, I think, wow. um, would have been helpful. Um, yeah, I think lots of things I sort of learned along the way because I did have such great people in my world, just, you know, so I, I didn't have to go too long in the mistakes place or, or, or doing things that I regretted because I, I had people sort of recalibrating me along the way. So I didn't do anything too badly. Um, but yeah, I think just growing in, in that confidence in my calling and and who I was and mm. and as a minister and just being bold in that, I think um, yeah, I wish that I had sort of learnt that a bit sooner um, and not tried to you know be a people pleaser and stuff in ministry, oh, but actually okay. been a bit more bold in my leadership and discipleship and stuff. So, awesome, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for yeah. sharing that and being transparent. Mm -hmm. I know I kind of put you on the spot, but um, yeah, that was great. Great response, yeah, so good. You. Hey, um, Layla, soon to be Dr. Layla. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm so, honestly, I'm so excited um, about what the Lord's doing in you and through you and how oh, he's using you. you and, you know, your generation um, mm. and younger. It's such an exciting time to be alive with this great mm. reformation that we're in right now. Yeah, and 
I think the church is the leaders that will not go the way the Holy Spirit is leading us, which is going back, as you mm -hmm. said, to the ancient past, to the scriptural mm -hmm. ways, yeah. then they're going to be, uh, they're going to miss out. And it's, that would be sad. Mm -hmm. God is about to do some amazing things and yeah. there's such a hunger. Like I just got invited by some leaders in the large to come to the largest Muslim country in the world. Wow. Um, Indonesia and gather with leaders mm. in five different cities and teach the pastors on the fivefold and how to implement that. Wow. So and awesome. Such a hunger for this, mm. you know, with what so the Lord good. is doing. And again, it's mm. not about us. Fivefold serves to the body mm. of Christ, right? And ultimately yeah. the mission of Jesus. Mm. Um, so just really excited about, you know, what the Lord's doing in mm. in you guys as through you guys as well. Your website, we've got it here on the screen for those listening to the podcast. It's Layla. Okay. Nahavandi. L-A-Y-L-A-N-A-H-A-V-A-N-D-I.com, right? Yeah. Yeah, well done. Yeah, you got it. So, yeah, check it out, guys, on your website. So what people go to your website, your Instagram, whatever, they connect with you. But, like, what is it, like, that you're doing? I mean, obviously, in the digital space, what are you doing? you got your podcast, other stuff. Yeah, so – Podcast, it's called the Eagle and Child Podcast. We're on Instagram. Uh, I've also got a YouTube channel, which I've sort of just launched recently. So um, at the moment, it's got some of our Eagle and Child podcasts up there. I'm going to be doing more and more videos next year. Um, we've got a 365 Bible reading devotional. So daily devotional if you want to read through the Bible in one year. Uh, and that's on you version as well. Um, wow, and then, really? yeah, so just, just launching today. And then, um, yeah, I've got my Instagram, personal Instagram, just my my name. Um, that's all I can think of online. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you on TikTok? I mean, it's kind of oh yeah. I've, I've got right? like a few videos on TikTok. I need to do <laughs> post more on TikTok, but yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, but no, it's funny because you know Facebook's for old people, Instagram kind of younger millennials, and TikTok's Gen Z TikTok's or whatever. Gen Z. But, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, no, that's cool. Well, thank you so much, Layla, for your time and being um, part of this this chat. And oh, uh, love for you just to pray in closing. Yeah, and yeah. be awesome. Well, God, we just thank you for the incredible opportunity to spend time today just discussing yeah. calling and uh, fivefold ministry and church structures and Gen Zs and millennials. God, we just pray for anyone who's been watching this conversation, engaged in this conversation today, Lord. If they don't know their calling, if they um, don't have an awareness of what you're calling them to today, God, I pray even right now you would give them visions, you would give them dreams, you would drop something in their spirit and their heart about what you're calling them to do with their lives, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, help any church leaders, any pastors who are watching this, Lord God, to provide those environments that we've been talking about that really do release the fivefold, that release people in their callings and their giftings and raise up Gen Zs and millennials and young people to yeah. be um, released yeah. in their calling, God. We pray also for this reformation that we've been talking about in the church, yeah. moving into the future, sort of going back to those ancient ways 
days. God, we pray for the church. We thank you that you are making your church glorious. You are making your church strong. We thank you, Lord, that we are going to see a mighty harvest of souls, a great revival over these next uh, years, Lord God. We just declare that signs and wonders and miracles, a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, that people will be evangelizing people like we talked about, my dentist, anywhere and everywhere they go. They will be reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we also thank you that, Lord, you would... um, Help us to change the structures of our churches to be in line with your model for the church moving forward, Lord God, so that all of these things can be working together in a way that just builds people up for your glory, Lord God. And I just thank you uh, for Pastor Glenn and Lynn as well, Lord. I thank you for your blessing over their ministry and everyone that they're reaching today. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow. So good. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Layla. Thank you. Yeah, what so enjoy. cool. What an honor yeah. to be on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking and I'd love to have you on talk about, you know, the different leaders throughout history in the church mm, and a different awesome. time as well. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and watching mm-hmm. this, listening to the podcast. And hey, would you please subscribe, rate, leave a review, do all that stuff. Check out kingdomcommunity.tv as well. And uh, we'll talk to you on the flip side. Blessings. You've reached the end of another episode of the Kingdom Community Show with Glenn Blakeney. Be sure to visit kingdomcommunity.global to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our awesome bonus content. Until next time.